Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Today, I'm back with a special guest, Elena, from the Girl We Gotta Talk podcast, and we chat a little bit about the Dancing with the Stars finale and recap some of our top pop culture moments of 2020. I definitely think I underestimated how many big ones happened this year, so I think I'm going to do a part two or part three during the rest of December and touch on ones that we didn't get to on this pod. I also want to clarify, I think we were like, oh, Meghan and Harry left the royal family this year, and I think that was last year. Still didn't look it up, but you know me. But I think like it was a lot of the aftermath in 2020 and a lot of like tabloids that came from that. So I just wanted to clarify that. And truly stick around for some really good advice from Elena about getting out of a rut and just normalizing feeling kind of yucky, especially nowadays. I really appreciated her sharing her insight about how she has kind of transitioned out of one of those phases and felt a little bit better. If there's anything you want me to talk about on next week's episode, let me know on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at RTBP Podcast. I'd love to include your ideas in our next episode. Okay, let's get to the show. I'm back with a very special guest. Elena from Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast is here. Elena, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm so glad that we finally made this work and get to chat. (laughs) I know. We were like, the scheduling of it was like hectic. So I'm glad we could like do this. I'm very excited. I think this is going to be super fun. Me too. Yeah. I feel like my friends listening are like, that's typical Tori, like can't get her shit together, uh, is over, always late, always double booked, but it's kind of I don't know, turned into my podcast life too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're totally fine. I literally did the same thing um, with work the other day. I double booked myself. I feel like it's not a bad problem to have. You're popular. You're popular. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that reframe. I'm going to steal that. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. um, So I am – how old am I? I think I'm 23. Um, (laughs) I'm two years graduated from college. So um, just working from home because of the pandemic. Um, I'm work and marketing, but my podcast is um, pop culture. It's a lifestyle podcast. So um, it's literally like just everything of me into a podcast. So I talk about like entertainment news and like celebrity gossip and then just like life stuff. So um, I do like a wine night series where people just come on and we just like basically vent about whatever's going on. Like my most recent one was about like old relationships. So it's just, um, yeah, it's just a fun time. And I try to have a lot of fun guests on and I love meeting new people and I love like chatting with new people. So the podcast has been so much fun because I get to meet people like you're in Canada. Like I get to meet people that are (laughs) you know, not where I am. So it's been really fun. Totally. Yeah. I find that that's like the best thing about starting a podcast. And I think the listeners of RTBP would also really enjoy your podcast. There's lots of crossover with um, all of the pop culture that you cover are things that we're interested in. And we also just like to talk about ourselves and yeah. what's going on. So <laughs> well, when you say it like that, um, no, 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 but yeah, it is, um, I think our podcasts are very similar. So yeah, if you like um, 
pop culture, like come on over. It'll be fun time. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) We've got a fun episode planned for you folks today. We're going to talk about the Dancing with the Stars finale uh, because Elena has been following it more than I have. So I want to pick her brain on some of my final thoughts. And then it's December and I've been reflecting so much on the past year, but kind of on the fun stuff, not of all of the other shit that has gone down. And then kind of a little crossover with Girl, We Gotta Talk. We're going to talk about getting out of a rut and starting January on like a fresh foot, as I think everyone wants to do. So Caitlin Bristow, spoiler alert, won Dancing with the Stars. What did you think? Okay, first of all, I love Caitlin Bristow. I think um, she, I mean, I think it was a couple years ago where she kind of got, um, I don't, like kind of screwed over because she was supposed to be on Dancing with the Stars. And then I don't remember the details of what happened, but they basically were like, you're actually, like they gave her Artem as a partner. And then they were like, just kidding, like come back. So she, yeah, she got a little screwed over there. And I'm really excited that she was even on this season to begin with. And then she got Artem and I love Artem. I think he's insanely good dancer and he's super cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I'm happy that she won, but I was like, I kind of saw it coming and I was kind of like, like kind of annoyed a little only because like I, <laughs> it was like expected. And I thought, I thought Neve, who was the runner up deserved it a little bit more, but that's just my take. Yeah. And I think like that's shared amongst viewers as well. I thought when this show was created, the kind of purpose was for people that have like no experience dancing and no background to learn how to ballroom dance and I believe like the first like maybe five seasons were really really pure in that way yeah but I find like as time goes on there's so many people that have dance experience or something really really similar like gymnastics like a lot of crossover and um I don't know sometimes I feel like that's kind of cheating and I feel like you see those people it's like oh the top five all have like dance experience like who would have thought right no it is weird and I didn't even know that Neve had any dance experience because I thought Neve was going to be like the nerdy catfish host like (laughs) let's see how this goes then he's like yes I actually once did ballet and we're like what like what are you talking about and then Caitlin had experience and um I mean I feel like all of them kind of I mean Chriselle for sure did not have a (laughs) inkling of what she was doing but yeah I don't in the past like Sean Johnson like you said the gymnast come on and like Zendaya was on and it's like I think Sean Johnson actually might may have won so yeah Yeah, it's like a little that's what I kind of feel too like isn't it kind of cheating I don't know but it is different when it's different because it's ballroom so like that could be the uh, like the argument about it it's like yeah, they're a gymnast or yeah, they did hip hop dance, but like it's not ballroom dancing. So I don't know. I thought, um, I thought Nelly was really good. I know a lot of people like from, um, followers on my podcast, they're like, Nelly's going to take it. Like he's going to win. He's the best. He deserves it. Cause it's like, he really had to pulled out of himself I think it was definitely not he was not in his element but yeah he was really good and who was the other who was the top four I can't Justina oh Justina and she was really good I think that just came down to the fans 
Like she yeah. probably had the least amount of fans, which kind of stinks, but I thought she was really good. But yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Caitlin and like, this is what she dreamed of. Like she said it in every episode. Oh my gosh. Did you see, <laughs> I think it was Caitlin posted a video on her Instagram. It was like her and Neve in her kitchen and yes. they're going back and forth and Neve's like, it's the sob stories for me. And she was yes. like, what? It was hilarious. I was like, call her out. Cause she, I mean, they all, I think they all have to have like somewhat of a story to say every, every week. But it was really, um, it was really dramatic. So I don't know. Totally. I think she's um, deserving of it, I guess. But a lot of them were. So I don't know. That's true. It was like a really competitive year. Whereas I feel like, again, I don't follow it super close at all. Yeah, I don't <laughs> normally either. But one, this was like, because we were in lockdown. And two, it was like, I knew every single celebrity, which normally I know like two. So I was like, I'm going to watch. I'm in it. Yeah, and it was people that I really enjoyed. Like like you said before, Caitlin is, like, in my top five bachelorettes. Like, I love her. I love also that she, like, is from Vancouver and stuff like that just because some things she says and what she talks about, like, yeah. it's just so close to home, which doesn't happen in a lot of celebrities. Um, but, yeah, I, I almost like the transformation of people that are, like, really bad to really good dancers more than I, like – care about I don't know these yeah kind of easy endings yeah yeah I just feel like it was expected she was like good from the start so it's like okay yeah here's the mirror ball and same with Hannah Brown last year it is interesting though with the Carrie Ann stuff how like she was really hard on Hannah Brown last year and like I um I wasn't watching I, I mean maybe I just didn't remember this but I was like really looking into it one night I was very curious about how she treated how Carrie Ann treated Hannah last year versus how she's treating Caitlin and I was like YouTubing it for some reason I don't know what I was doing and I, <laughs> I found, love this but I found the clip of it's like one of the final weeks and then a judge comes in to where they like um rehearse and stuff they're like you're gonna do the blah 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 and then they kind of watch and they kind of like critique on you know on the spot and she Carrie Ann said something to Hannah and like Hannah was just like she she couldn't do she just was kind of like breaking down in in a sense and then Carrie Ann tried to like go over and hug her and Hannah was like put her hands up and was like don't it was it made me so uncomfortable it was so cringeworthy to watch and then um Hannah was just like, I don't know why you're like calling me out every single time. And Carrie Ann's like, that wasn't my intention. I'm just here to help. It was very uncomfortable to watch. I don't remember seeing that last year. So I thought that like how Carrie Ann handled Caitlin was a little bit better. Um, probably because she went through what she went through last year with Hannah. But I don't know. The argument there is that like Caitlin's so good and Hannah was so good. So it's like they're just going to be harder on you because they want to see you succeed. But it's interesting. It's just a weird dynamic because she would just really like Caitlin would do so well. And then she would be like, it just wasn't it for me. You really weren't selling me. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I didn't know the stuff about I I kind of now remember that, but I don't remember following it like too in depth. But that's wild about the the Hannah Brown and stuff and that it wasn't a bigger like storyline or news headline. But I agree that they are way harder on the the people that are like actually good at dancing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's I guess that's fair cuz you want to see them succeed, but like with Carrie Ann, it was very obvious. So, 
it just felt like she was singling her out. Um, yeah. so I felt bad. Cause like then somebody else would come and she'd be like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. I'm like, it actually was way worse than Caitlin, but okay. <laughs> like, I know. And I, I wonder if they're like, okay, well, if we just say she's good every single week, we need to like cause some drama. So yeah. she just like has the tough role of doing that. But I think another thing that I've been thinking about a lot is just like Dancing with the Stars is an ABC show. So is Bachelorette and like Bachelor Nation. Do you just think that the people that come from that realm, especially these two girls who have like a huge following outside of it, do you think it's like just unfair that, I don't know, it's an ABC show their voting power is just like undeniable. Yeah, I definitely do think it's like kind of an unfair advantage to the other people because they're on the same network. With Caitlyn, she was an older bachelorette. So I don't know if, I don't know if her following would be as like crucial as like Hannah, like Hannah Brown literally coming right off of her season and into the dance, into Dancing with the Stars. I feel like, yes, that was probably exactly right. Like, an unfair advantage but I don't know it's interesting because it is ABC so I do think about that a lot I don't know just because it's like the type of people that are especially because it was on Monday nights so I just feel like the type of people that would normally watch the bachelor or the bachelorette would now just automatically watch this and like they're probably the type of people that would vote too (laughs) so (laughs) I just find that and like I guess obviously there's been other like Sean Lowe was on Nick Vial and like they didn't win um but it's just interesting how I don't know back-to-back winners with Hannah and Caitlin I just think is really interesting yeah no it's definitely um the demographic is there and also it's very different nowadays with like Because before, like, this was a show that my mom would watch and I would, like, come in and be, like, I don't know any of these people. And then leave, you know? And you would have to, like, dial in, like, American Idol and call in. Now it's just, like, a quick text that you you can send and then you're done. And it's, like, I don't know. It is the demographic of, um, I think, Bachelorette fans. And also with social media, um, Dancing with the Stars and shows like this have changed so much. Like, I follow... um, a lot of the people already that were on this season. So I, I already knew they were going to be on Tattoo of the Stars. And then like, I watched their stories and like with Caitlin, when she danced for her best friend that passed away, she was posting Instagram stories from the days of rehearsals where she would like break down and she was bawling on her um, Instagram story, which it like broke my heart, but then it made me want to watch it even more. So the social media aspect of it, like really elevates the show because you're like well I already follow her and I want to go see her and support her and see how this goes um yeah it's very interesting how it's kind of evolved um and then Tyra Banks being the new host (laughs) yeah what did you think of Tyra I I don't know if this is unpopular or not but I really don't like Tyra Banks um I find her very cringeworthy I um I love some live TV and I went to school to like be um, like I worked in like news at school and stuff. So oh, cool! I love like the aspect of live TV. I feel like it's so fun, so thrilling, but it can be so uncomfortable. And especially when there's no audience. And I think that was like 
really hurting Tyra because nobody was laughing at her corny ass jokes. Um, it was a laugh track and then it would be delayed. So it's like, it could have been funny, but like, it's not cause no one's there and it's just weird. And I, um, I love Aaron Andrews and I am really upset that they like kind of gave her the boot. Um, so I don't know. I just, she's not my favorite. She hosted America's Got Talent and I thought she was terrible on there too. Um, I think she, okay. I'm now I'm like just trashing her, but <laughs> yeah. I think Banks, um, she was getting her footing. And so like the first few were like rough and then like she got better over time, I think. Um, but she does it differently than Aaron Andrews and, um, and Tom, Tom did. So I think that might be part of why I'm like uncomfortable with it, but I don't know. And her outfits sometimes I'm just like, you can't even walk, sweetie. Like you can't even like when she had the sideways hat, I was like, oh, that's so cute. But then like we can't see you. You're on TV. I know, I know. It wasn't like a good hosting right. outfit. Like yeah. you can be a fashionista, but like know that you are the host of this show. Yes, yes. I don't know. But is that like I don't know how other people feel about her, but that's how I feel. I think people love her for right. Yeah, I think so too. Like I think that she's had a lot of like missteps in her career. Like I think a lot of the America's Next Top Model and like her talk show has come up at, and like it obviously has not aged well at all. No. But I think I just I think I love her from like life size and <laughs> do you know that Ooh, movie? True. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And just like I I think she's just so like insane sometimes that I just enjoy it yeah like a lot (laughs) because it's just so ridiculous but I think yeah I definitely think she wasn't set up for success with it being no audience this year and like the laugh track and stuff like that's such a good point but I also just like it's still so weird to me why they fired Tom and Aaron because it was like a well-oiled machine if it was it's broke, so random. If it's broke, don't fix it. Like, yeah, they, it was so smooth. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't like why they took her out, and maybe just because they wanted something fresh, they want something different. Um, I think Erin, like when it happened, came out with the statement that she was like devastated. Um, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Why are you devastated? Like, you do sports, not like a dance show." And she was like, "Yeah, but like that was something that was like different, and that I was proud to get." So for that job to be taken from me was like hurtful. I felt bad. Yeah, me too. I felt really bad for them. Especially when you think of like Tom Bergeron's career at ABC. Right. When it's like, it's probably over 20 years like in the making because he was on America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like could not, I could not imagine myself in their position but yeah I also just thought they had like nailed it It, it's I liked Aaron's like sportscaster feel because it is like a competition show and dance is a sport so like it it's it worked I don't know it worked Yeah. yeah yeah for someone again who has not followed the show since like season five intimately like <laughs> I'm gonna say I, this is my opinion on it so another thing we wanted to chat about was just what has gone on in the world of ho- pop culture in 2020 because well I think a lot of things have obviously been overshadowed with like real world events which it's also good to focus on those things too yes. <laughs> 
But some of these things that we're going to talk about are things that I like cannot even remember happened this year. I know. It's weird that it's like when I was looking at some of the things we're going to talk about, I'm like, how did that happen this year? Like, it feels like six years ago. Totally. And it's so warped. But I think that a lot of like really interesting things happened this year that we will just all try to forget because we none of us want to remember 2020 (laughs) like they'll just be lost to like the world but it was kind of nice revisiting I'm like oh these are some happy moments yeah (laughs) some (laughs) just a few the first one that I was thinking about that like I don't even think I talked too much on the podcast about this I think basically every other story I have talked about but Megan and Harry like leaving the royal family and moving to California was like so historic and I feel like I just like brushed over that yeah I can't believe that that was 2020 I almost feel like it's not and I want to like check but it definitely (laughs) is so I'm just a little bit taken aback but I remember when I heard that there was like rumors about it and like It wasn't for sure, but she was like, I don't know, something came out that she was, they were thinking about leaving. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm sure they all think about leaving, but like nobody will. It's the royal family. Like they can't and they won't like let their family down. Um, They left the Megxit is what I think people were calling it. And I don't know. I, I have a soft spot for Meghan Markle and I think she for whatever reason was just not taken in like Kate was with the royal family like she just was not loved like Kate was and um that I'm saying that within the family I'm saying that with like the UK I just feel like nobody gave her the respect that she deserved like she's freaking Meghan Markle and she has so like so many great intentions like she wants to do so much for this country like for the world and um I just feel bad and I feel like they have like a really good strong relationship her and Harry and nobody was like taking her seriously and she got criticized for everything she did and I don't blame her I don't blame her at all for leaving that's and that's a super hard decision to make that is like literally what you said historic that is unheard of doesn't happen and yeah, California, probably way better than what she was dealing with um, <laughs> back in the royal family. But crazy that that happened. I can't even. Good for her, yes. honestly. Good for her. I know. Yes, I agree. I think like it'll be just way better for their relationship. But I also feel bad because I feel like they don't have like a fair chance to like thrive as a couple because um, like they moved away from their family. And I think from the tabloids, it sounds like his family is like being very unkind about it. I don't know if you read, but around Remembrance Day, he asked members of the royal family to lay a wreath for him at their like annual ceremony. And they declined to do that, which is so wild. And then the royal family released a statement and said, like, this was handled by some, like, lowly, like, communications person. It didn't go to the queen. Mm-hmm. She never saw this. And they, Megan and Harry ended up doing something their, themselves in California. But 
It's just stuff like that that I just, I don't know. I feel like that's way too specific to be fake. Totally. That's definitely not a communications person that did that. That's the queen herself, I bet you. I feel bad because, yeah, they don't have the support system. And I, I'm sure, like, imagine being um, William and Kate and being like, bro, <laughs> you just yeah, left yeah. us. Like, I yeah. would be probably pissed off. And I'm the older sibling, so, like, I can f- – I just, like, understand the frustration with Harry being like, all right, this is too hard. Like, we're out. And I don't – I. Yeah, I just feel bad for Harry, but I also feel bad for William and Kate because now they're stuck with everything and they, I mean, they're not going to leave. They can't leave. They can't. So I'm sure they're like frustrated. I kind of want to know what the relationship is like with William and Harry. Like, do they text? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, do they talk? But that's sad. I, 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 that sucks. They don't have the support system. And Megan's family is just definitely not a support system by any means. So... Yeah, you're right. Like, her, like, step-siblings and dad are just, like, yes, the worst type of people, like, selling stories to the tabloids and just being, like, generally awful. She's had such a rough go at it. Like, you're you're totally right. They, like, never gave her a chance. It's just so weird to me. I haven't started watching The Crown season four, but I definitely will. And it just seems so weird that, like – the queen was like, oh, with Charles, you can't marry Camilla or you can't date her because she's not like high society or whatever, like not a, a prestigious family. And then they push Diana on him and then they're like, hate her so much. Like, yeah. I'm like, fucking pick a lane. Like, seriously, it's so frustrating. I Everything is a chess game, it seems like, and strategic and stuff. But I think that... With Megan, they, like, made a huge blunder. Like, I think she, like, so what? She's divorced and American and black. Like, you are awful people. She brings so much to the table outside of those, like, identity markers that it's sad that they can't see that. I remember when she was, like, about to get married to Harry, I said to myself, like, this is exactly what they need right now. And Megan's energy and Megan's, like, drive and Megan's heart, like, she is just such a good person. And it's so terrible that the royal family has kind of, like, ruined her reputation in a way. Um, She's done so much good and she wants to do so much good. And yet nobody talks about it. But what was that clip? It was, like, an interview that she did with some – I can't remember who it was – and she was like, nobody's even asked me if I'm okay. And I literally cried. I was like, me too, honey, um, are you okay? Like, I'll, I'll call you right now, Megan. Like, I just, <laughs> no, it's I so know. Bad. It's, she's so lonely. And like, she's just trying her best. She only wants good for others. And it's like, this is the thing. Like, why are we, not we, but why is the royal family and certain people why are they angry with her? Why do they not like her? It's not even like she's a bad person or mean or, you know, did anything. Like, she's just yeah. her. Like, she's just Megan. And that's so shitty. Totally. Yeah, they, I feel like, never gave her a fair chance. And it's so weird because I feel like the royal family has this wish to modernize um, and be more, like, valuable to the UK and to the rest of the world and then here's like a perfect way to modernize (laughs) like Megan walks in and it's like she has this 
really interesting backstory with like being an actress and she like is just well-rounded she's lived in so many different places she's like really up to speed on like social media and like current trends that like hurt young people and it's yeah it was I don't know I it's so weird that they didn't want to like not capitalize on that that sounds awful but like but when you're you're the royal family yeah capitalize on it yeah like (laughs) like just have a, a mutually beneficial relationship like it's it's just it's still so weird and if I could know the ins and outs I would love that I think that there's a book that details this that she possibly contributed more than people are saying. So I'm really, really interested. I think that's going to be on my like 2021 things to do is read that book. Yeah. I, for starters, I need to watch The Crown. I only watched season one like a while ago, like when it came out and then I never kept up with it. And I really want to watch that. I want to watch like there's a, um, what's the Diana? Is it a documentary? Something that just came out too. That's like more on Diana. Or, yes. Yeah. And then the thing about Megan's book. Yeah. So there was a book that came out and it's not written by her, but when you read it, you, I didn't read it, but I know this from wherever. Um, I don't have a source. Sorry. But <laughs> yeah, that's okay. When you read it, it sounds like, I mean, there are details in the book that she would only know. So it was very obvious when it came out that she was very much contributing and then now she recently, like, put out a statement, like, yes, like, I did help write the book. And we're like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so I want to read that, too. I want to just know more about all of this because it's very – since the Megan and Harry, like, scandal and them leaving, it's made me way more interested in all of this. Like, I, I just want to – yeah, what you said. Like, I just want to know everything. Me, too. Yeah. Me, too. I just – And I feel like sometimes I'm like, the crown is the only way I'll know, like, the truth or whatever. It is, like, pretty – for the most part, it's pretty accurate. There is obviously, like, stuff, like, dramatized and stuff. But, like, for the most part, pretty accurate. Totally. Yeah. And I think I'm going to deep dive that, like, over the holidays. I think that's the perfect time. Because I think I finished the season – the third season – but it did take me a longer time just because the episodes are a lot longer than like a normal TV show. And it's like pretty heavy, heavy stuff. And it's not always like the the quickest pace. Like it, I, it is kind of filmed like a movie. So it was it just took me a lot longer to watch than like a normal TV show. Yeah. What else happened this year? Speaking of TV, like it was such a wild like TV year, like Tiger King I never even watched it, to be honest. You never watched it. Oh, no, my gosh. No, no. So obviously, like, every – yeah, like, every single person in the whole entire world has, like, said you need to watch it. I still have not watched it. I'm shook. Yeah, Tiger King also just feels like a completely different year. Um, That was, like, part one of quarantining, and mm-hmm. Tiger King's so lucky we were locked in because I doubt mm-hmm. you – I would – I doubt I would watch it otherwise, but – I don't know, like that preview played and I was like, what the hell is going on? And I had to just press play. Um, very interesting stuff. I don't even know what to say on that. Yeah. And also that's everyone's Halloween costume this year. Like my oh next my door God. neighbors were yes. Joe Exotic and then the wife was Carol Baskin. And then they had 
only one of the daughters was a tiger like the other one was like a dinosaur so like doesn't count but (laughs) um yeah like everyone was dressed up like that and totally I don't know how I feel on that I mean I mean everyone does like the current event of the year so it's like it's fine it makes a lot of sense but I just feel like I would have never dressed up like that because it's like you just know that there's going to be like a hundred of those people. Yeah, everyone else will do it. So why are you going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, yeah, like even Kim Kardashian did it. Like I was shocked she did it. Me too. Me too. She me too. Done so much better. And then there were spiders another night or something. Oh my God. I posted that on my Instagram stories. The spiders and was it like aliens or something like that? I can't even remember, but it was like so fucking weird. So bizarre. I was like, what am I even looking at? And why did you let this happen to yourself? Like what is going on? Her her comment was like, I'm finally getting over like my fear of spiders. I'm like, you don't even like, you hate them. Like, why are you dressing up like that? Like that's so weird. Rather die. I would rather die. Same. And I was just like saying on Instagram, like they're just I thought Kim Kardashian could make anything hot. Like she looks good in everything. And I was like, a spider costume, who knew, was the one thing that you could not make sexy. (laughs) Like you look awful. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think she's just like the good mom. And I bet you North was just like, let's dress up as spiders. And she was like, okay, Northy. And I'm like, yeah, like, okay, draw a line, draw a line. Totally. Or I feel like it was one of Kanye's like ideas, crazy Mm -hmm. ideas. But yeah, I wonder where those like spider costumes live. Like they couldn't have worn them all night. They were huge. I that's what I'm saying. I don't know where you where do those go? I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, even that feels like a lifetime ago. Another really big thing was I think just like TikTok blowing up and TikTok like houses and TikTok drama. I feel like that's something I've dived into a little bit this year and it's it's so juicy. I feel like the YouTube and the TikTok drama is just a lot more like raw than like kind of classic TV movie celebrities because they probably don't have like publicists that have worked in the right. in the field forever and they they just don't have that polish, I feel. So it just seems a lot, a lot crazier. Yeah. TikTok was, um, was taking over kind of quicker than I thought it was going to. And then all of a sudden it's like Charlie and Addison Ray are like literally celebrities. Like I started noticing that E! News was posting about Charlie D'Amelio and I was like, what? Why? And then I started to realize that like, she is just as big at this point as, like very very a-list celebrities i mean with the younger generation but still um that was like a big moment for me i was like oh my god they're literally talking about tiktok stars and at that point i was like who cares like, oh, apparently <laughs> yeah. apparently 100 million people care <laughs> yes. um but yeah i actually got so addicted to tiktok that i deleted it like a couple months ago yeah and it was just <laughs> convinced to get it again so I got it like two weeks ago and I haven't been on it that much because I'm literally like I was the person that was on there for four hours and I forgot like what time it was and like literally losing sleep over <laughs> trying to memorize like dances and like oh my God. not even that it's like it's just so funny like TikTok is just so funny but yeah it is weird how how these kids like I mean how old is she like 
Charlie's like 15 or 16 or something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so crazy how quickly they became names, like yeah. very famous people. Yeah. And then what was the recent thing? Did you watch the, um, the, it's like the D'Amelio dinner thingy where like yes, James Charles came on. <laughs> Did you see that? Of course. Okay. What were <laughs> yes. your thoughts? Cause I'm curious. I think like, I'm kind of like two part answer. It's like, I think they were being bratty and like a little bit annoying and like not, they weren't shown in the best light. And then the second piece, so like I agree that they were being like annoying and a little bit disrespectful. But then the second piece is just like they are 16 and 19. They became famous literally this year. They probably have no roadmap of like what's going on. And I was just thinking about how many times I've acted up in front of a camera or a microphone and like said or done stuff that I thought was really funny, even though it was like dumb and mean or like whatever. So I think like my first reaction was like, this is awful. I can't believe this. Um, I don't think they should get like canceled or anything. Like so many people have done way worse things, but um. I, I think I've softened that they everyone makes mistakes and I've also been like an asshole on camera. So <laughs> what about you? I um I didn't even see I don't like follow the YouTube their YouTube channels or anything. So I only saw it once like someone posted it and like an article came out about it and I was like, they're definitely not getting canceled right now. Like that's not happening. So I watched the video kind of like looking for what I was looking for, which was when Dixie was like spitting the food out and like throwing up by the pool and then just being like super, yeah, snotty about like eating the snails and stuff. Um, I, I agree. I think they were being very, yeah, I don't think they acted right at all. I think, um, I think because of the fame and maybe they were like this before, but I think because of the fame, they do have some sort of, I mean, you kind of have to, like, it's, you just became famous overnight. Essentially, you have to have some sort of like entitlement with you. And I think that was definitely what was going on with Dixie was like, I mean, and even I feel like it's like how she was sitting at the table too. She was like slouched back with her knees up. And I remember when I was like, that age or even younger, I would try and do that at dinner. And my parents would be like, can you stop? Like, yes, literally yeah. sit right. You're at dinner. So I'm like, that's kind of frustrating to see. Cause it's like you're at dinner, but also the biggest part of the whole thing is like, you can be like, fine, be like that. Like you are 19 or however old they are. I think Dixie's 19 and she, and Charlie is like 16. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, fine. You can act like that. But like when you're literally doing a YouTube video of yes, Martin up. Yeah, like you're being recorded. So like sit up straight. Like this is your job now. So take it seriously. A professional chef is cooking you a beautiful meal. If I had that meal, like granted, I probably wouldn't have eaten a snail. Um <laughs> maybe I would have tried it, but even if I didn't like it, I would have been like, okay, I probably wouldn't even have said anything. Like put it away because this man is like slaving over the stove for me. Like, I'm not going to be a jerk about it. So it's, yeah, I think she just, she's young and she's going to learn. And I'm sure she learned after this, but like, if you're being recorded and you're doing essentially what your job is, like 
and you have that's okay wow i'm going i'm just <laughs> yeah, running i love it but yeah if you're on camera act a certain way this is your job now but also you have and some and the word like role model is a little tricky because like she is a role model she it, whether she wants to be or not she is she has kids following her from i i bet you like very young kids are on tiktok that their parents don't know so like i bet you seven-year-olds six-year-olds are following dixie and i and they very much know how to go to youtube and they see that and they think that that is okay and so that's what also is the frustrating part of it it's like you have children and you have young adults watching you so you need to act a certain way um but I am very against cancel culture, so mm. I don't think this was, like, anything to be canceled about. I don't really totally. think anything is, um, but I just think that was really blown out of proportion, although I do agree with you, like, they were acting kind of bratty, and I don't think they were canceled. I think they're back. Charlie got 100 million followers after she lost, like, a million. She's fine, um, but I think that probably woke him up a little bit and I bet you the next dinner is going to be very proper totally, totally and even I don't even know will they do it again they probably are scared to do it it'll probably be a while but yeah or or maybe they'll put one out quickly to like capitalize on some of this like chatter yeah at least that's what I would have done yeah but yeah I agree about like you're right. It is like a job because I think the parts that I actually were like bothered by more was like when Dixie was like, yeah, like on her phone, <laughs> like she was like texting or she was like doing something that was just like not it was, It felt like the parents were, were asking. Yeah. And like asking James the questions and stuff. And they like didn't want to be there and stuff. And I would have just like so the questions I always have are like how did the editors and like their like publicists and stuff like let this happen like they should have cut more but also I just always think of like and maybe since you have camera crews and a chef and stuff it's not easy but I'm like if they're not in the mood to do something or like if it's not going well like shut it down and like start again tomorrow because I think that's like another thing especially with young people like they might just not have the longevity or like the concept of like how you would even show up to a job. Like I just think about my first job, like I worked at this like rap place, <laughs> like where it was kind of like a subway, but like for raps. Um, and like that's where you learn about like you have to show up on time. You have to have all your things like in order and like you have to like, you have responsibilities now. And it it seemed yeah, like, they just didn't know that. I don't know. It was tough. Part of me is, like, I wonder, because I, I also thought, like, okay, the person editing this is probably, like, bro, like, she's such a brat, right? Like, they're probably looking at that, but I bet you that's just how they are, and that wasn't even a second thought. Yeah, that, I don't like thinking about that, I guess. I just, like, feel, maybe they yeah, I just like feel like maybe yeah. that's just how they are, and, like, everyone has accepted it, and not that it's, like, the worst thing in the world but like that's just maybe their attitudes about certain things so they just were like well this is just how they are so I don't see anything wrong with it I also think it looked way worse because they were sitting next to James Charles who was sitting like a freaking king he yeah. was so respectful so articulate yeah. Yeah. so just like responsible polite like all of the above 
So in contrast, they just looked ridiculous. So I think that was also a big part because it's like we see James being like, yeah, this is, I am, I was 19 and I got canceled and this is how I handled it. And I'm very professional. And then, yeah, Dixie's on her phone and Charlie's like, yeah, I don't even like this stuff. I want to eat chicken nuggets. Like, yeah. And the parents are like running the conversation. Um, I also think the parents got a lot of backlash because of their quote unquote parenting. They, they didn't really say anything to them, which it's yeah. also like something like that can be s- mm, uncomfortable because you don't really want to say something to your kids in front of a guest. So it's like you just kind of hope that they like wake up a little bit and like stop acting like that. <laughs> yes, yes. But I don't know. And like they were running the conversation and that made me uncomfortable too because it was like can't they just – then it made them seem more like children because they were like the parents were asking the questions for the kids. He was like, James, what do you – like, what do you suggest Dixie do with this? And, like, you went through that. And it's like, can't Dixie ask him that? I don't know. Totally, totally. A little odd. The whole thing was just a little odd. I just feel like it shouldn't have gone up. But all in all, they shouldn't have been canceled. And I don't think they officially were. I think they are just, like, yeah, they're they're ridiculed like and they're back. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's a really good point about Charles because – Charles. Charles. James Charles. We're talking about the crown again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're back at the crown. But that's such a good point about James because he is, like, just slightly older than Dixie, but he, like, he just seems so much more professional. And maybe it's – yeah, like, he's just so – put together and maybe that's because he has these couple years under his belt but it's just that's a really good point is like the juxtaposition of both of them just looked so bad especially because like I don't know I just feel like also it's like a million people would absolutely kill to be in your position like you're right not just with the food and the chef but like on YouTube with this platform and this house and stuff like that and I You just hope that people, like, that celebrities, like, are appreciative. And I'm sure most of them are. But I think that was, like, another thing that I just always hope the people that I'm, like, supporting, whether it's, like, just viewing their videos, et cetera, like, are grateful and yeah, and are good people and stuff like that. Not that I think they're bad people. I do actually think they're they're good people. I, I quite like them. But, yeah, I just... I don't know, when you would, like, kill to be in their position, it's, like, hard to see them being, like, a little bit bratty. And then posting it, like, <laughs> online. It just yeah. seems like an oversight. I think um, I think Charlie and Dixie, for the most part, are actually very good role models, like, before this happened. Um, I think Charlie is very um, – she's very adamant about, like – thanking people and just she's very gracious she's very just like grateful like I don't know she is just a genuine person to me and I am if anyone was gonna blow up and be a famous TikTok star like I'm I'm honestly glad it was Charlie because she's so down to earth in my opinion um and she almost to me um I kind of favor her a little bit more than Dixie only because to me she seems like she doesn't really care about the fame yeah. Um, like she's not letting the fame get to her and she could, couldn't care less if she was famous or not. Um, she was just dancing on TikTok and this happened. So she wasn't seeking it out. Dixie on the other hand was kind of along for the ride and got her fame kind of that way. 
But I just think like Charlie for the most part is a very good role model for young kids. And I just think they're doing the best they can. And I'm sure in a couple of years, they're going to have that James Charles like poise to them. But <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they're just learning right now. And I hope that they learned after this. I think that it's also wild to just think about, yeah, like the cross from TikTok to other celebrities. Like I was on Spotify the other night. Dixie has a song with freaking Liam Payne. Like a Christmas song. No. Yes. Yes. It's like Liam Payne featuring Dixie D'Amelio. It is so weird to me that I listened to it and it wasn't great. I was going to ask you, is it good? I don't think so. Liam Payne doesn't do it for me anymore. You know what I mean? His solo stuff is just not what we needed. No, it truly, truly is. When you're like, when it's, again, compared to Harry Styles yeah. or like Zayn, like it's just, sorry. <laughs> but Sorry, Liam, not for me. Yeah, I, I stand Zayn <laughs> and, and Gigi for sure. That was another big thing. Yeah, just like Gigi Hadid having a baby and like Joe Jonas having a baby. Like, yeah, it, it's been wild this year. It was the year of having kids, really. On my podcast, um, I always post breaking news and someone made a comment to me and they were like, Elena, seriously, can you stop? Because it's like engagement, marriage, babies, engagement, marriage, babies. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. that's fair. Because what yeah. I mean, what is everybody going to do? They're going to probably elope. They're probably going to decide to get married really quick. They're going to decide that the person they you know live with, they want to be with. So why not get engaged? They decide, why not have a baby because we're locked in? Like, it's just so funny how many children were born this year or have were created this year. Like, yeah, and pets. So many people adopted. Dogs and dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I just feel like celebrities also are on a different timeline than us normies. Like, they just have – they probably – mature or they're put in situations that are more mature as as younger people and they just like end up yeah having kids younger and and stuff like that and they have the money and the the resources to like support that so yeah that's great for them is there another big story that happened this year that you want to chat about um yeah I think so I think she just hosted Demi Lovato just hosted an award show, so it brought it all back for me because she even made a comment about it, which is hilarious. But her getting engaged this summer um, was such a shock. I don't even know how to say his last name. It's like Max Enrich or something. I butchered it, I bet you. But someone who I didn't know, basically, and I don't think anybody really knew him. And she was like, looked so happy in the engagement photos. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like, she deserves happiness. Like I love Demi Lovato with my entire heart and she's just been through so much. And especially with like the last year or so, like she just needed something to like look forward to be happy about. And so I was super excited. And then months later, well, I think it was only months later. Yeah. They broke it off because I don't know if you know this, but he there were like tweets that came out and also he's just kind of cringe so I'm sure she just kind of got sick of him but there were like tweets (laughs) that were resurfaced which is just such a 2020 thing that happens now um and they were like all calling out Selena Gomez as being like 
so hot and that like he wants to marry her and be with her and like she's the most beautiful woman that she's ever that he's ever seen and like she writes all this amazing music and even made comments about like Selena being better looking than Demi was and things mm-hmm. like that so mm-hmm. that all like resurfaced and then like shortly after they split so I did some digging as I do and he is just such a little like I don't even know I wish there was like a good word to describe this but someone that just tries to hop on like celebrities coattails and tries to gain fame from their fame so that was what he was doing in my eyes with Demi was like let's let me get engaged to this like mega star and that way because he's an actor I think he may sing like that way I will get, you know, people will know my name and I can get the fame off of Demi. And so I think she caught on, she caught on to his games and for those tweets to resurface. And if like my boyfriend had tweets that resurfaced that were talking about how hot my ex-best friend was, I would be like, bitch, what? Like, who are you? Like you clearly knew who I was and you were seeking me out or like seeking one of us out. It was just the whole thing was so bizarre and I was so shocked because yeah, like everything was such a whirlwind. Like they, they had like the long engagement posts. So I was like, oh, she must be so happy. And then clearly this happens. It was just insane, insane. So 2020, right? I know. And like how it happened over the span of this year is just also so weird. I was really rooting for them because the way that their relationship was outed was she was on like a home Zoom like interview and then he just walked through the background and I was like, that is so relatable. That obviously wasn't planned. It was an accident. And I was like, this is just like real. Yeah. And then this happened. Yep. And now you realize that was probably intentional and she probably, he probably was like, let me just Yeah, like, oh, I didn't know Demi was, like, talking to, like, E! News or something right now. Like, it was such a big deal. And then it's just been so downhill from there. And recently he was spotted hanging out with, like, like an 18-year-old girl, like, with his arm around her. So There were, like, the days after they called off the engagement and that it was, like, released that they were, like, breaking it off. He was calling like the paparazzi on himself and there's a photo of him sitting on the beach where they got in. This was just so ridiculous where they got engaged and he's just like staring out into the distance, just like so heartbroken. Like, oh my God, it's so bad bad for me because this is like where I found love (laughs) and this is where I've lost it. It's like, go home. First of all, nobody cares. Like what? I hope he just disappears into oblivion and we never speak of him again because that's what he deserves, honestly. Like, it's interesting to see, like, couples that we maybe consider, like, as couples that are put together for, like, fame. Right. But I also feel like there's the type of celebrity where they're, like, maybe not doing well, like, mentally. And then these, like, I think of Kevin Federline and Britney Spears Like, just, like, these people finding and, like, making their way into, like, people that are, like, kind of possibly struggling. Not that she was struggling at the time, but I don't know. It's, I just, 
never want to hear the name Max. Yeah, Elric or whatever. <laughs> like, whatever it is, we again. don't care. <laughs> no. And like I won't care to learn it because this is the last time I'm saying it. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so speaking of like 2020, these were like all pretty fun memories, but I think it's been a really tough year for people. And you talk on your podcast a lot about, yeah, like living your best life and and kind of being true to you and personal stuff. Um, and I was listening to your episode about getting out of a rut and I feel like I really resonated with it. What are some things that you've done to like get yourself out of a rut? Yeah, I think being in a, like a funk and being in this like weird, uncomfortable space has definitely um, escalated being locked in and being home with myself all the time. Um, I used to think that I'm a pretty, um, outgoing person, I would say, and I love hanging out with people and I love, um, meeting new people and just doing things in general. But I also knew this about myself that I love some me time. I love just like going home or like knowing that I get to go home after like a long night and just being by myself. I always like appreciated that. So I thought that like when we were in this lockdown that it was going to be perfect and I would have all this me time and I would just enjoy it. Like, and I, and honestly, for, I would say for a month and a half, like it was fantastic. Um, and then I started to get over it and I would get in these weird moods all the time. And just like, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I was honestly a little like mean, um, And for no reason, just because I was just, I don't know. I was just like uncomfortable with like being alone and just being in a weird, I was in a weird mindset and whatever. So I've started and especially being home, I I kind of like needed to, I, I didn't want to stay in that space. So I kind of forced myself to get out of it. And I mean, being miserable is never fun. So like, and I'm somebody that, oh my gosh, I was just looking at, um, this today. Do you know what like Enneagrams are? Like Enneagram type? Okay. So I'm an Enneagram type seven. So that means, or part of what that means is I avoid anything that is like sad or, um, that's going to upset me or just anything negative. I try to just like avoid it. Like it's not happening. That's not how I feel. So part of that was like me trying to get out of a funk. I was like, there has to, there has to be things that I can do. Um, I wouldn't say I'm in a funk now or in this current moment, I feel pretty solid, but, um, I'm sure in a couple of weeks it'll hit me and I'll be in another funk and feel like I can't get out of a rut. As far as like things that I would recommend doing or things that I've done personally, one of the things, and it's probably so annoying to hear because when people would say this, I'd be like, shut up. But exercising. And it doesn't even mean like doing an insane workout by any means. Um, at the beginning of all of this craziness and the pandemic walking was like the only thing that we could do was like, leave your house just to walk. Um, I found those super beneficial. It was either I put a podcast in and walk around the block and just like let go, or I just listen to music or I don't even put headphones in and I just walk and like listen to nature, which just sounds like so old lady of me, but it was so perfect. It was like everything I needed to just like release, um, 
what I was feeling. And it just kind of like, let it just let me relax for a second and get out of like the four walls that I've been in, but also like actually working out and doing and like running. And, um, I'm not by any means like a runner, but just like running for like a couple of minutes on the treadmill, just to like release those endorphins, um, is huge. And that's also with like the walking, you're like, you're still releasing endorphins, like, and that's what makes you happy. So Um, and gets you in a better mood. So that's like the biggest thing I'd say, but I don't know. I think it's hard to say to like call people or to text people because when you're in a rut, you, that's the last thing you want to do. And you almost just get annoyed if someone's like, just call someone, you'll feel better. It's like, shut up. No, like I don't want to, because I'm not in a good mood. Like, um, sometimes I would have planned and this is all going back to like quarantine but this doesn't need to be a quarantine conversation sometimes I would just plan calls with my friends because if I knew it was going to happen I'm not going to be a jerk and cancel like I'm just going to call them and then by the end of the phone call or the FaceTime or whatever it is it's like I'm such an I'm in such a better mood like I'm talkative now I'm happy like I just caught up with a really good friend of mine um and I'm back so that also helped Another thing that I like to do, and I do it all the time, especially like being home, I, I just kind of like do me for a little bit. Like I, um, light some candles. I, um, I have my Christmas tree right here. I need to light it soon. I nice. need to put, I need to plug it in cause that'll make me happy, but like plug your Christmas tree in or whatever. Um, watch like whatever your favorite show is and put your phone on do not disturb. That's the key. And put your phone away. Cause I think, um, my phone is something that I'm on all the time, which is good and bad. Like I kind of have to be for the podcast and some communication with people and stuff. But for the most part, like I don't need to be on it that much. And it's so nice to not be on it. Um, and I think sometimes that does add to your mood And if you get into a rut, um, it depends on like why you're in a rut. And sometimes you don't really know, but if you're like comparing yourself on social media and you're just scrolling through, like that's going to make you more mad. So I like to just watch my favorite show, turn my phone off, light some candles and just kind of chill. Um, maybe a little face mask, like whatever you want to do, that's going to make you better. Take a bath. I'm not a bath person, but like take a bath. I don't know. And just kind of like block everything out for like the night because then you can wake up refreshed and hopefully be in a better, happier um, mood and not feel so bogged down. So those are just like, um, I would say the main things that I do, but yeah, I just, it's, it's very normal to feel like that. And I think nowadays people are talking about, and I mean, rut isn't like, the end of being in a rut isn't like the end of the world. It's not, I'm not necessarily saying like any of that, but it's normal. Like we're all, we all get in moods and we all get in weird, um, mindsets. So it's just important to like, also just check on your friends. Um, I always do. I always just like send texts to like my really good friends, um, every now and then just to be like, Hey, like, how are you actually? Cause I think that's really important, but yeah. That's just like some of the things that I do to like get myself out of that funk. I think you've said some really valuable things like setting up your environment to something that's, yeah, more conducive to relaxation and Mm -hmm. 
your tree and just yeah taking some alone time and the phone thing like that is something that I really really want to work on is like is is time for yourself because like when you were talking about going for a walk and taking out your headphones like it's so funny how that's like such a wild concept but the the few times I've like forgot headphones or like just been distracted and like not listen to a podcast or put on music have been so nice. It is so weird, but it's so like, it's like, oh shoot. And you feel annoyed that you did that, but then it actually is really nice. I actually really like it. Yeah. It's so important. And I think the thing about being in a rut is like, you can't tell you're in a rut. I feel like, like you just feel shitty and I feel like you can't pinpoint it. Right. And yeah, I, I think like what, something else you said that I really liked is just like you just want to be like alone, but that's like the one of the worst things you can do. And like to make that effort to call people and to like chat with people just it makes you feel so, so much better. But yeah, I feel like sometimes it's like I never know when I'm like exactly in a rep, but then like I'll be comparing myself a lot to other people or I'll snap or be mean or or like whatever to my family and friends and and then it's like those are the indicators that I'm like in a rut or not enjoying what I'm doing or something's been bothering me and that I just like haven't dealt with and I don't know I feel like 2020 has just been like a whole rut (laughs) so I'm just I'm so grateful that it's December and I'm I'm I really like feel like putting just like this year aside and just kind of moving forward in 2021 putting some focus on me doing things that I want to do and yeah kind of getting out of this rut yeah I think a lot of us have so much hope for next year so that I hope it meets our expectations Um, (laughs) yeah me too but yeah I think um it's totally normal to be in a rut. And it's funny you said snap. I always like, that's literally like my indicator of I'm not in a good space because I'm pretty like, maybe some would disagree, but I feel like I'm pretty easygoing. Um, And so when I do like snap at somebody or say something that like I shouldn't have said, I'm like, and then it's like the self-realization of like, okay, why did you do that? (laughs) And then you have to kind of, um, not pinpoint it, but definitely figure out like what's making you upset and like try and, you know, revert that. So yeah, I I don't know. I think also with, um, with the calling your friends thing, some things that I do, I'll literally just text a friend or my boyfriend and say, hi, can I vent? Or can I call you? Like, I'm not in a good mood. And like, I don't need to express really that I'm in a bad mood. I just need to talk to get myself out of the bad mood. So like, as soon as I'm on the phone with someone, I'm back. So I don't know. I think it's just, you're alone a lot right now and we're with ourselves way too much. And so it's, it's only normal that this, that this happens, not to say it doesn't happen any other time, but, um, yeah, just important to like do what's best for you and find something that you like, that you enjoy that, you know, if you start to do, you will feel better. My boss asked me the other day because we do like fun check-in questions and stuff at work to just stay connected even though we're all working remotely. 
and she asked like what is your favorite song that like brightens your mood and for some reason I like hadn't even thought of music in that way for like a really long time of something to just like put on that you can sing or dance to or whatever that just like immediately brightens your mood and I was like how did I not think of that it seems so obvious and I feel like it's really easy to go to things that are distracting but not like uplifting or whatever like social media or even podcasts or like tv and stuff like that and I was just thinking about how like music is kind of different from those things and that's something I should like lean into yeah that's actually really funny you say that and how I didn't say that because I'm such a music (laughs) junkie like I love music I am constantly listening I'm constantly listening to it um so much that people are like okay can you like stop we've been listening to music all day like can you just turn it off for like one second but it 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 betters my mood it gets me happy and something else that I do part of like the self-care is and this is so embarrassing that I'm even admitting this but I'm sure everyone does it so I'm just gonna say it um is I will cue up a couple of songs that I know I can like really belt when I'm in the shower and then I get in the shower and I freaking sing my little heart out and I have a great time doing that and then I get out and I am just back like I sang when I needed to sing and I I don't know it just makes you feel good and it's like whatever song like floats your boat it's like a good like a good shower song, sing that and listen to it and it'll get you in a good mood. I don't know. That's something that I do almost every day at this point because it's like there's nothing really to look forward to day to day and that is something that I look forward to most days. So I love that. That seems so like energizing and yeah, something to look forward to. That's a really good way to put it because you're right. The day to day is like really mundane, I feel like nowadays. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. I think, yeah, we'll all take take away a lot from this. We want to wrap up with the This Week in Petty. Elena, do you have a story you'd like to share? Um. Okay. So, yes. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I need your take on it. So, basically, um, there is a girl that I went to school with – I went to college with, and she um, – She's not somebody that I'm super close to, but she's not somebody that I despise or, you know, we didn't have any beef. Um, but there is, there's always been kind of a weird vibe with the two of us. I don't know why. I don't know why it is. I think that we are very similar. So it's weird that this is a thing. Um, so I started to notice that she started to unfollow a lot of my social media accounts which is fine. Like unfollow who you want to unfollow. It's totally fine. Don't care. But since I noticed that, I also started to notice that there's a new account that follows all of my accounts, like my podcast account, my Instagram, my personal (laughs) Instagram, um, and things like that. And it's like under a weird name, she only has three followers, no posts and follows like five other people, random people that I don't know. So and it's the same letter as her name. So. Oh, wild. I just, I'm not sure if this is me being like a girl and overthinking it. Um, <laughs> but it's just kind of all very um, 
suspicious. So I just think that if that's the case, it's very petty of you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's like stopped liking things and it's mm. something that I've like literally know if I've noticed it, like mm-hmm. you're not that sly. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's her? I don't know. I feel like it's fun. It's really funny if it is. Yeah. At some point, I feel like with social media, if you're viewing people's stories, like even if you don't have a relationship with them per se, like it's not weird. Right. Because I feel I feel like every I feel like when social media first came about and you like watched people like it was weird to watch some someone's like stories, for example, if you didn't like personally know them. But I find like, for example, someone from my high school, I graduated high school 10 years ago in 2010. And um, someone from my high school added me on Instagram and like watches every single one of my stories. But I'm I'm not like weirded out. Or maybe I am. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. But like, it doesn't seem so, like your subconscious weird. is like she's very weirded out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe well, that's why I brought it up. But I'm like, it's not out of the norm. Or like people view my stories that I'm like, I haven't talked to you in like six or seven years. So it's just weird that if it was her, why didn't she just continue watching your stories from her account? (laughs) Maybe because it's like the satisfaction or something. Like Mm -hmm. I just think that she thinks that there's beef, but there's no beef. So like in her mind, she's like, well, I'm not going to view her story. I'm going to be blah 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 today I love this it's so bizarre (laughs) totally I do think that some people I don't think I've actually ever done this but I do think that people think it's like a chess move or like some type of slight or like one over the other if you like yeah stop liking their pictures or like something like that and I'm like man this is for me who is a petty bitch like this is just (laughs) one step too far like I just don't I don't care that much. Like, yeah. it's so weird to think that way, but it's a lot of work for that person. Like, if you're gonna, because you're, if you're like scrolling through, you're liking, you're scrolling through, you're liking, you're purposefully scrolling, looking at it, and making sure you're not liking. That's more work yes. on you. Like, yes. that's a you, that's a you problem, sweetheart. That is not a me problem. Totally. The username has her first like initial in it but who are the other people that she's following random like bots like random accounts so i'm sure that they (laughs) it's three i'm looking it up right now okay she she follows three people this person (laughs) oh my god i'm looking it up okay and it's all your socials and then just other bots that is (laughs) it is so weird and it pops up because like she doesn't even have Three followers and following 46. Oh, my God. She's following a lot of people I know. (gasps) It for sure is her. Because I was going to say, if it wasn't following other people you know, it's probably just random. But that is 100. I swear to God. It's like, come on, sweetheart. Come on. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, you've confirmed it and that's all I needed, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'll let you know what my next move is. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever thought about making, like, a burner account? Like, obviously, people have, like, finstas and stuff like that, but I've never wanted to make a fake account to, like, look someone up. No. I mean, I I definitely hear of it, but it's never been something that, like, I would do. It's yeah. too much work. It's, like, too much work. Like, I don't care. 
I don't I don't want to make like a fake email or something yeah, like that. Like, and oh I'd be God. too scared to put my like other emails and then it get traced back to me. So like I would have to make a fake one. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. I will say though, if I do want to look up someone that I don't follow or like they're private and I don't want to request it or whatever, I'll find someone like one of my friends or one of my sisters who does follow them and I'll like look at their account through there like I will do that but I'm not making like a fake account you're not doing the most to like yeah make it that's totally normal you're not making an account and making it the initial of your like oh my god that is so funny are you gonna do anything about it like are you just gonna leave it be or I don't know first of all first emotion is like I'm flattered that you Mm -hmm. care this much Cause I for sure do not, but I don't know. What's my next move? I mean, I don't know. Like, do you block the account? I know I thought about it. Cause then when she tries to go to my thing, it's going to say no post or whatever it says. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then it's like, oh, I caught her. I kind of just like, should I follow it? Yeah. Follow it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, follow I'm going to follow her and she's, it's going to say, that's me basically saying, I see you. Like, I see you, bitch. Yes, yes. And then, it like, the next hour, it'll be, like, user does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. not found. She's out. She was outed. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love that. I think that's such a funny story. I think, like, if it was and they used the other first initial and only followed people that you knew, because that – Bots, I don't think would know like yeah. have that much of it's a like, like the top pattern. Six are people that I knew. Top six. Yeah, followers. that's weird. That one hundred percent is a burner account. And that is the T, sis. There's the T. Yes, tea. I love it. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I feel like I don't talk enough pop culture on my actual episode, so this was super fun. Good. I'm so glad. Where can the listeners of RTBP find you? Um, okay, so you can find the pot my podcast, Girl We Gotta Talk. It's at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast on Instagram. And then I also have a Facebook for it. Um, and then my personal account is at Elena underscore Jakes. Um, but yeah, my podcast is on all platforms. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and all the little funky ones. So whatever you listen to, it's on there. But yeah, come on over and listen if you want. <laughs> Yes. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you. So much fun. And there you have it. Thanks so much, Elena, for joining me. And thank you so much for listening. I've been feeling a little bit down lately. Our kind of lockdown in BC where I live got extended to January 8th. So unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to see my family for Christmas. And listening back to this episode was really helpful about like the things we need to do for ourselves to take care of ourselves and, you know, have a good laugh. Well, to end on that absolutely Debbie Downer of a note, (laughs) you know the drill by now. Leave RTBP a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow along with our crazy adventures on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, especially if you want those celebrity gossip updates. I hope that you are safe and well. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.